Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! I'm Gabe. Hi, I'm Randy. And I'm Jamie. So before we get into the like specific repro health stuff, um, last night there was the Commander-in-Chief Forum um, with the Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America um, with Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for many reasons it was interesting. Right. Um, okay, so going from, from least important to most important... Uh, the first question was, who did Matt Lauer sleep with to get that job? <laughs> okay. Implying that somebody sleeps with somebody is probably yeah, yeah, not the okay, best okay. idea. But, but no, like he just, I don't know, I don't know how he got like to be a serious news person. Because he's not, like he's like morning right. talk show guy. Right. Like he is not somebody, and... Like I don't Al know. Roker, Al Roker would have done a better job. I, I think so. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, I mean, it was just, I mean, I'm not a person who cries sexism everywhere. And maybe he would have done it to somebody else, but he didn't do it to Donald Trump. So when we compare how he treated this dude to how he treated this woman, he interrupted her constantly. Yeah. He a couple of times told her, well, speed it up. Mm-hmm. Like, do this quickly. Answer this question quickly. Because he spent 90% of his freaking time on the non-existent email scandal right. before actually letting her talk about veterans and those kinds of things. So when right. they actually were talking about things that make you qualified to be commander-in-chief, he's like, mm-hmm. well, speed this up because you're running out of time. Right. Like, only because you mismanaged the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, yeah. like, constantly interrupting her and ugh, right. annoyed the hell out of me. Now, yeah. I mean, I, I was clearly kidding about, you know, who did he sleep yes, with, uh-huh. but, but I, I seriously do think that, you know, he's got an agent and, mm-hmm. you know, uh-huh. they all compete for these sort of things. And <clears throat> I think that the Ryan Lochte thing during the Olympics made him look so terrible that he was like, hey, I need something that's going to bring me back as like, you know, a serious broadcaster. Mm-hmm. And this was his effort and, and it fell flat fail. in its face. You know, <laughs> I mean, there's so many people at NBC News that could have done a much better job. Oh, I mean, mm-hmm. Rachel Maddow, obviously. Um, I mean, but, she did yeah. the better job because I watched them. She moderated just kind of a Q&A kind of talk after right? Like on yeah. MSNBC. And I watched that. And she actually did a much better job of actually listening to the veterans and the concerns that the veterans had. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, I yeah. like that segment a lot better <laughs> than them talking. Right. But yeah, you're right. Um I mean, I don't know. I guess I have neutral feelings about Matt Lauer. I wasn't really paying that much attention to him. I bet you are right that he kept telling her to, like, hurry up, hurry up, and he wasn't telling Donald Trump to hurry up. Mm -hmm. Um, But then again, Donald Trump wasn't... His answers didn't take all that much time because he wasn't really... He doesn't have any plans, so he doesn't really go into that much depth. So basically he's saying, like, when he asked his plan, like, well, I'm going to, you know, get the generals, and I don't want to tell my plan... Right. And just out or, you know, he just kept saying stuff yeah. like, well, we know we're going to do right by the vets. And I like how uh, later Rachel is like, well, that's not a plan. That's an aspiration. Yeah. Like, right. yeah. Like how, I mean, everybody says, okay, let's do better by the vets, but you don't actually have yeah. a real no. plan. And I know that one of the vets later when they're talking in the later segment and she was talking about 
his uh, mental health. And basically she was just saying that he um, was sort of more blaming it towards, you know, having injuries. And um, he was like, you know, a lot of people are in pain and they can't get help. And um, so I said, why some of them are killing themselves. And she was like, no, <laughs> like she was like, I don't, she was, I don't believe a lot of it. That's the reason a lot of it's are committing suicides mm-hmm. because they have like, you know, grave injuries. It's more um, like right. PTSD and mm-hmm. addiction and, and, and that. So, yeah. 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 Well, and the other um, piece of it too is that, you know, he focused, Matt Lauer's focused completely on Hillary's email scandal, but like failed then to even ask Donald Trump once about his actual illegal activity that he actually paid fines for and yeah. was required to pay fines for when he right. illegally donated money from a foundation to a political mm-hmm. campaign. Yeah. I mean, we run a foundation, we run a, what's called a C4 advocacy organization, and we run a PAC. We know exactly what you're allowed to do with each one of those things. And right. our C3 foundation cannot give money right. to our PAC or any political candidate or run any kind of political program. Every C3 foundation yes. manager mm-hmm. in the country understands that. That's like the first thing uh-huh. they teach you on day one. So who's... <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah. we're not partisan. Yeah. Oh, Okay. And you can get in a lot of trouble if you give political gifts or do something partisan. Right. Like, and who the hell... Uh, by the way, this podcast is not <laughs> sponsored by yeah. our C3. Yes. <laughs> We're allowed to make partisan statements. It's run through our C4 <laughs> that is allowed to do what everyone Thanks to Citizens <laughs> United. Um, but, yeah, so it was, again, just this... And even the general press coverage of that has been more on, was it a pay-to-play scandal? Yeah. Versus, like, or actually pay to not play, I guess. <laughs> Don't file the court case if I give you money. Right. But, like, and completely ignoring the actual part that was illegal. It wasn't mm-hmm. illegal for Donald Trump to give her money. It was illegal for him to give foundation money that he got a tax write because, you know. Right. His foundation is a personal foundation. foundation. I'm like, foundation, which is a global initiative, takes money from lots of places. Yeah. He puts his own money in a foundation to hide it from the IRS and yeah. get tax write-offs for it. And then he turned around and gave Dave that money because he got a tax write-off for it to right. this. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. just take them a minute to find it. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so well, you know, the, this being a commander-in-chief forum, they did focus um, more on issues of foreign policy um, of. Uh, you know what <laughs> services we are offering veterans, mm-hmm. and I think in this case, um, it's where uh, I noticed the biggest difference in substance. You know, once you got past you know Lauer's interruptions in the mm-hmm. email and and Trump, you know, basically <laughs> nothing. having nothing to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Secretary Clinton brought up, uh, and you know, this makes it more relevant to our. Uh, NARAL podcast, she brought up the problem of sexual assaults in the military. Mm-hmm. This was mm-hmm. something that she included in a list of challenges that current serving military and veterans are facing. Um, she mentioned that, you know, there's an unacceptable rate of 20 suicides of veterans uh, and, and currently serving military per mm-hmm. day, 20 mm-hmm. per day. Um, you know, she brought these up. She addressed them as challenges that the Veterans Administration is facing that need to be addressed. Uh, you know, Donald Trump did not bring these up. They're mm-hmm. clearly no. not on his radar. He yeah. had to be asked about what are you going to do about sexual assault? And he gave this completely asinine idea 
he 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 started it off by saying he doesn't want these taken outside of the military, mm-hmm. which you know Senator Claire McCaskill, uh, Senator Kristen Gillibrand, both of them have equal. Pro- I won't say equal proposals. They both have proposals on how to tackle this, and they both agree you got to get this out of the military court system um, to you know to provide a fair venue mm-hmm. uh, for these cases to be tried. Donaldson, he didn't want them out of the military. He wanted them to be kept within the military, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, I strongly disagree with that, but okay, that's one line of thinking. But then he suggested that we need to create a court within the military. It's like, <laughs> hey, dumbass. There was a whole TV yeah. show called JAG. I mean, yeah. come I on. Like, seriously. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, <laughs> that court system, part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Has he has he not seen the you know you can't handle the truth? I can't <laughs> I think know. of the movie title right now. I mean, there is yes. a court system. They actually like showed it in the we movie. We need a few good men, or in this case, a woman to be president. Yes, Donald uh-huh. is not one of those no. few good men. No, <laughs> like dear Donald, let's have a chat about how the military works. You also can't just hire and fire generals because he also talked about right. how he would have different generals than yes. Obama. I'm like, mm-hmm. actually, it's the same. That generals. was that you was might the takeaway. Move was, them around a little bit, but like yeah. Trump generals. hates American generals, loves Vladimir Putin and his yeah. poll numbers. Yeah. It's like, are you seriously <laughs> talking about how Putin is great because of his poll numbers? Yeah, yeah. Because if you don't, you don't say love Putin, right. you disappear. Like right. that's how he gets those poll numbers. That's not everybody loves Putin. That's everybody is scared to death of saying anything about him. Bad. Yeah. That's not good. Um, no, I was just going to bring up uh, how later I thought was really interesting. There was a guy on there after doing the, the analysis talking about um, what Trump said about his security briefings and how he was saying that, you know, he could tell by their body language that they were not happy with the president's policies and that they <laughs> that they felt that we were not going in the right direction. And then later, this guy who I, I don't know who he, who he was, I guess he was... I guess in the intelligence community, mm-hmm. um, but he was like, he would, um, a lot of people are not going to be happy that he said that because it's not their job to like inform on policy. They're just telling you, you know, what's going on and what's happening in these places, but right. there's no like, Oh, you, you know, we should do this or anything like that. And he was like, a lot of people are going to be upset that he was like, Basically saying that he could tell by their body language that they weren't happy about where we're going. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, that's not what was happening here. Right. But he, he was like, but he thinks he knows everything. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he's going to infer that. that. Yeah. Well, I think also it kind of goes back to the, that time he talked about how he talked about a, talked to a high-level person in the Chicago Police Department. And that guy had, like, a magical plan to, like, stop the ridiculous number of murders and gun Mm -hmm. violence that's happening in that city. Yeah. And, like, you know, this person had a plan that could, like, immediately stop it. And, like, then I think it was Chicago. Maybe I'm wrong on the city. I think it was was Chicago. Whatever city police department came back with, um, no, none of us have talked to Donald Trump. So, like, you totally freaking made this up. Right. Um, Like, you may have talked to, like, a beat cop who had some kind of idea about, you know, stopping risk or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's I think they make a good point when they say like there's so many scandals about him that it makes it hard to like dive into like every one because like as far um, 
as far as like immigration is concerned with him and his like modeling agency and he hired models like to come over here and lie about being on a work visa Mm -hmm. and then like they're not paying them equally and it's like this is not one of those things where you know like he still owns the majority I think they still Mm -hmm. like 80-85% of the company and dear Donald that's human trafficking yeah actually right (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's indentured servitude whatever that word is and you know that is actual human trafficking but you know we're not talking about that we're talking about Clinton's emails yeah right okay so um (laughs) presidential candidate Donald Trump (laughs) um will be in Cleveland in we're uh recording this uh it's 10 40 right now um he's going to be in Cleveland in like three hours Mm -hmm. um just down the street from some friends of ours. Uh, so hopefully we'll get to see a, a pretty nice protest. Cleveland is planning mm-hmm. on greeting Mr. It Trump. It should be awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so the, several of uh, our, our supporters are making signs right now, mm-hmm. getting ready to, uh, you know, welcome the Don uh, mm-hmm. to the Shaker Heights neighborhood. <laughs> um, so we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Hanging out at a charter school. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's that's the presidential race as it stands today. Um, in uh, state news, yesterday we learned about a brand new ballot initiative. Uh, kind of came out of right field. Yeah. Yeah, you walk in the office yesterday like, have you heard, seen this article about a new ballot initiative? I'm like, what? Right. So, yeah, so what did we decide in 2010? Yeah. They, um, a group called Personhood Ohio tried to put one of those personhood amendments that you heard about in Colorado and everything on the ballot here. Um, they sucked though. Like we raised money, we did polling, we did all kinds of stuff and, and because we thought they were going to, you know, get this ballot initiative on the ballot and all of a sudden, you know, they kind of turned out to suck at collecting petition signatures because in Ohio you need a decent number of signatures. I think Colorado's threshold is much lower. Yeah. Many states, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, make it much Mm -hmm. easier to qualify for the ballot in Ohio. You Mm -hmm. need, you know, depending on the year, because it actually goes off Mm -hmm. of uh, the previous year's um, votes cast for governor. But right Mm -hmm. now it's over 300,000 signatures. Yeah. And that's actually down. It was at 350 or something like that before. So, but that's valid signatures too. So you really need to turn in a half million at least. Qualifying a an, an initiative for the ballot basically costs a million dollars in field work to get on the ballot. Wow! If mm-hmm. for a controversial issue, you're looking between twenty and thirty million dollars to pass it. Did this? Did they um, try this in? Uh, do we try this here first, or did they try it in Mississippi first? Actually, this came out of Oklahoma. Oh, but there okay. was in Mississippi. So Colorado yeah. saw personhood. Oh, Mississippi personhood, yes. saw uh, something kind of like. You know, oh, it was personhood. Yeah. yeah. Um, Arkansas, I think, had a, a you know a failed attempt. Several states have yeah. considered these sort of mm-hmm. things, but it wasn't until Oklahoma uh, did one where they really have amped up the penalties uh, for getting an abortion. Yeah. So this one called uh, the personhood one just created personhood rights. So would kind of infer that then if the if fetuses and embryos were persons, then killing them would be murder. Mm -hmm. This new one takes it to the next level and actually says abortion will be aggravated murder, which is a candidate first degree murder here in Ohio. Um, um, Under state statute, the doctor 
the woman, anyone who procures or performs or attempts to perform right. will be guilty of aggravated murder. But then they also define unborn human individual as anything from fertilized egg through birth. Which is a huge range. Yeah. So we're, so even though the, the actual amendment language, and this is where it might come into play with the attorney general. So let's take a step back on process first here. So but even before you can collect those 305,000 signatures, you have to get your language approved by the attorney general. In order to do that, you have to file your language with 1,000 petition signatures. So that's what they're doing. So no, this is not going to be on the 2016 ballot if they prove to be as ineffective as the personhood people, it probably won't be on the 2017 or 2018 ballot either. We'll keep an eye on it. So this isn't happening tomorrow. But, you know, it, so the first step is the attorney general approving the language. And so mm-hmm. the language summary has to match what's in the actual amendment. So that's what he's looking at. Do they have the 1,000 signatures? And is their summary an accurate representation of their actual language? Yeah. And their summary says that it doesn't affect genuine contraception or in vitro or fertility treatments that respect the dignity of an unborn human individual or something to that effect. What that means... dignity <clears throat> is a legal phrase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what that means in reality is the birth control pill, emergency contraception, IUDs, are not actual genuine contraception in their regard because they do all have potential mechanisms of action that stop a fertilized egg from implanting. Mm-hmm which is murder because fertilized embryos are unborn human individuals. So all that's murder. So your IUD, your birth control pill, your emergency contraception, you are now a murderer. Um, And then even if you take that for medical reasons or use it for medical reasons, you're still a murderer. And um, anyone who does like in vitro fertilization, because you almost always get a couple of non-viable embryos when you do right. like in vitro sperm meets egg in petri dish mm-hmm. fertility treatments so under this you couldn't destroy any of those so the doctor would either have to implant non-viable or you know potentially not not viable i guess it's a really word to do it um embryos back into the woman yeah or they would be murderers because they were destroying this right. So every couple looking to have a child through in vitro fertilization would be forced to be in a uh, John and Kate plus eight sort of situation where, you know, if you have half a dozen uh, fertilized embryos, you are required by law to uh, to try and bring all of them to term, Mm -hmm. um, which is completely insane. So basically this group that's pushing it uh, is trying to uh, mandate that everybody live by their values. Mm -hmm. Um, and and punishing any you know essentially stoning to death because because they're biblically driven yes. they're looking to you know apply a biblical punishment to anybody who doesn't live by what they think is the mm-hmm. ideal way of life. Mm-hmm. So well, well and it was funny too because in one of the news coverage I think it was the NBC four here in Columbus coverage of it yesterday you know the reporter said you know we tried to reach out to right to life groups but nobody wanted to comment on this. And it's funny because, no, no, they don't want to comment on it because technically they don't support them because, and, and that's why these people want to do this because, you know, they say the pro-life community is more interested in regulating abortion than ending it. Um, and nothing will end abortion. Women will have abortions, whether it's legal or not. It's just whether right. it's yeah. safe or not. 
But um, I like how people think that this is somehow a modern problem. And, you know, feminism, yeah. feminism brought on abortion. <laughs> and before that, women weren't trying to, you know, determine how many kids they're going to have. Like, are you I mean, seriously? If you think that, you should go to the Dietrich Medical History Museum in Cleveland, Ohio, because there are yes. just all kinds of ways yes. that women tried to, to Since control. Since the beginning of time, <laughs> and we figured out, oh, that's how babies get here. Oh, I still want to do that, but mm-hmm. I just don't want to have a baby. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I just yeah. can't. No. <laughs> and I'm like, why? I just don't understand why they care so much about what someone else is doing with their life and their body. I'm like, if you don't agree with it, then good. Don't get one. And I will fight for your right to never have to have one. Like, but I I just cannot wrap my head around this need to, like Gabe said, to regulate. You have to believe, act, do what I, what I would do. And and that's it. End of story. No. No. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So the right to life groups try very hard to distance themselves from this because the people aren't with it. I mean, we saw it with Donald Trump and he was like, yeah, oh, yes, well, there would have right. to be a punishment for the woman. And then everybody was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's like, oh, well, maybe not. I don't know. Even so, though we already have done that. Yeah, but exactly. yeah, we'll let's act like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, so, so, yeah. So, you know, all the right to life groups try to keep themselves from that. But they don't. I mean, they all believe. You look at a high right to life's mission, it is to protect every you know, life from fertilization to natural right. death. So they not only oppose abortion, but they oppose, you know, assisted suicide and, and that choice as well to mm-hmm. end your life the way you want to end it. Um, but they, you know, so it just, it really strikes me every single time that like they try to distance themselves and say, Oh no, no, we're not this crazy, but you are. Yes. You know, at least these people are being upfront about how ridiculously yes. freaking crazy they are. Yes. Right. Ohio right to life and Ohio pro-life action yeah. and the personhood people and yeah. you know, every other so-called right to life group on the planet all believe the same they thing. They do. They do. But they know <laughs> that they can't come out and say that because then they would seem like they're, yeah. they're like, they have to pretend Right. To be the so-called moderate or sane mm-hmm. ones, but I mean, they're not. Yeah. So, you know, what we always talk about is, you know, the heartbeat bill and these things are all completely unconstitutional, but they are really just all in the same, you know, line as the 20-week ban and mm-hmm. the Down syndrome ban and the right. ridiculous fetal tissue bills and all these other things yeah. that Ohio Right to Life is pushing in the legislature and Kasich has signed already into law in Ohio. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, there's no, really no difference between, they all have the same goal, just yeah. different ways of getting there. Yeah. So, you know. Right. Even though this might not, you know, hit the ballot now or next year or ever, maybe, like, don't let that distract you from all these other things that they're doing in the meantime, because cases already closed half the clinics in Ohio and women are already not having access to abortion. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's there's there's definitely two schools of thought. There's the Ohio right to life. Let's chip away gradually. And then there's this group who wants to completely wipe abortion rights off the map. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so one theory um, is that if President Trump <laughs> comes mm. to office, he's going to get to, uh, you know, if, if Donald Trump gets elected in November, the U.S. Senate is going to hold on Obama's appointment mm-hmm. to the Supreme Court. Uh, and, and they would likely just leave the seat open, mm-hmm. in which case a President Trump uh, would get to make an appointment and he would change the face of the court. Mm-hmm. You know, we're also looking at 
some of our strongest supporters of abortion rights, uh, Justice Stevens and Justice, Justice Ginsburg, are quite elderly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so a President Trump would get to appoint not only the replacement for the Scalia seat, but one, maybe two more, and could completely change how the Supreme Court sits. For a generation. For a generation. Like, not just for four years, but for a very long time. Yeah. If the face of the court changed with respect to views on abortion rights, what they would need would be a test case, something that they can tee off on to Mm -hmm. overturn Roe. Mm -hmm. This could be that case. Mm -hmm. So this could be what gets sent to the Supreme Court, a new Supreme Court, a Trump Supreme Court, to overturn Roe. So while this does seem to be kind of this wackadoodle crazy Mm -hmm. idea that under the current court would not pass muster Mm -hmm. under a Trump administration, it's a whole new ball game. And this could be a very, very serious threat. Exactly. I don't believe that Donald Trump personally cares about abortion. No, I don't think think he does. Yeah. I don't think it's a issue that he, he just basically uh, has to, this is his talking point because he decided to run as a Republican. But (laughs) at the same time, the judges that he's put forth, obviously he got those judges from the current Mm -hmm. Republican establishment and those judges would still, it would still be the same consequence, even though I don't think he would personally be, you know, pushing for this. Yeah. I mean, when you're a New York city billionaire playboy, I would bet you money you're in support of abortion rights for some very personal reasons. But that's not yes. what wins and votes. No. <laughs> yes. No. So, so, I mean, yeah. And so, you know, this really, again, talks about how important not only the presidential race is, mm-hmm. but the Senate race as well. And we've got a, right. a Senate race here with Rob Portman, who is one of the leaders in blocking Merrick Garland from getting confirmed. Right. Yeah. Um, and has been very clear about how he wants to block that. Yeah. Um, or you've got Ted Strickland, who would definitely vote for Hillary Clinton's nominations and would not be blocking that. So mm-hmm. there's a really clear right. example of how that impacts folks in our Senate race as well. So, you know, it's really, really important to get out and vote on this. Yeah. And everything else. Absolutely. Um, okay. So that's, that's the Ohio's new ballot initiative. <laughs> Crazy. Just when you thought it was going to be a quiet day in the office to get some stuff done and know, Gabe right? comes in without shaving and the need yeah, of a I haircut. Was all, I was all whiskery on, uh, <laughs> on TV. So how embarrassing. Um, okay. So, uh, I'm, I'm getting a haircut later today because Saturday I'm going to <laughs> the all access concert in Cleveland. Uh, which should be a lot of fun. I'm super jealous. Yeah. <laughs> Randy gets to hang out at Hot Times, so not see That will you, also but, be okay. fun. <laughs> so, yeah, it will still be fun. Mm-hmm. It will still be fun. Me and my volunteers will still have a good time. I'm not going to lie. I, I will miss Leslie Jones. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. <laughs> I mean, Sia, you know, is is a great talent, mm-hmm. uh, but Leslie Jones and Jessica Williams being yes. there is so incredible. Um, so I'm, I'm absolutely looking forward to seeing both of them. Um, but I, I do want to bring up, uh, Sia just recently put out, uh, just two days ago, I think, uh, her newest video, it's called the greatest. Um, it is basically a tribute to all of the people who were killed in the Orlando nightclub Mm -hmm. shooting, 
Um, it's a really amazing video, um, which, you know, brings a, a very powerful message. Um, they use, you know, 49 uh, young dancers to, to, you know, visually represent all of the lives that were lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so for her to be um, putting out this video days in advance of this concert in support of abortion rights, um, I think, you know, the combination of the two really does uh, show that this this wasn't just some musical act picked at random. This mm-hmm. is a person yeah. who really does believe in, you know, the uh, the reproductive freedom, the sexual freedom that, uh, you know, this this mission stands for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it should be a good concert. I know there's going to be several... Uh, several Ohioans uh, and and you know Americans, uh, women who are going to be sharing their abortion mm-hmm. stories from the mm-hmm. stage, including our um, patients advocates fellows from Cleveland. Oh yeah, yep. yeah, um, they will be there. Uh, and Brene Bracy Sherman, um, who's you know a national activist uh, mm-hmm. that we're huge fans of, she's going to be sharing her mm-hmm. story. Um, she spoke from the podium in Washington, D.C., outside the Supreme Court during the whole women's health oral arguments. Um, just does an amazing job um, um, making it clear how important and how personal abortion rights are. So, um, yeah, this should be a great weekend. Mm-hmm. And, and Randy will be at Hot Times. Yes, and I'll <laughs> be at Hot Times, which I had a lot of fun last year. Um, it's a little smaller than the other ones, but I think that makes it a little more cozy because mm-hmm. um, it's definitely it's in my neighborhood, which I like. And <laughs> and they had a lot of really great music, um, reggae music, jazz, um, yeah, all kinds and a lot of really good food. So I'm excited to go and hang out with my volunteers and talk to them about all the great stuff we've been doing and let everyone know about the Women of Color Happy Hour. Um there's usually more black and brown people at hot times. So, <laughs> so I'll let them know about that. Um, yeah, so it should be good. Also, um, oh, can I go to Let's Get It On? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, so also we're going to be having phone banks. Um, you all, if you're on our email list. Um, if you're not, then you can email us at volunteer at prochoiceohio.org. But um, we did just start our volunteer rewards program. So, you know, in order to kick off this election season, we'll be rewarding our awesome volunteers with some great prizes for putting in hours, um, like T-shirts and movie tickets and the Repro Freedom flag. Um, so put in some time. We're going to be having phone banks, uh, canvassing. You can host a postcard writing party if you're away from, you know, the three C's or Dayton or Athens. And you can uh, still phone bank from home. So still email me and I can get you set up doing that and you can win some prizes. And the, and the city who does the most gets a like, yes, fabulous this, cocktail party. Exactly. And whoever, which city uh, does the most volunteer hours is going to get a cocktail party on us. So email you at volunteer at prochoiceohio.org. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Can we put the dates and times in the show notes? Too? Yes, dates and times in the show notes. Uh, and then this weekend, September 9th, 10th, and 11th, uh, corner of Maine and Parsons in Columbus, the Hot Times Festival. Oh, yes. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Basically out in the lawn of Columbus Public Health. Health. Yep. Cool. And they have a parking lot in the back, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. It makes it so convenient. So yeah. <laughs> Again, very different from Compost. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, next week we'll find out how that went. We can discuss the concert, and we'll see uh, how our protesters do uh, mm-hmm. at the Donald Trump. Uh, I can't wait to see. I'm Shaker really Heights jealous. Today. I'm not going to be there to help. I see Annie on stilts. 
make Woo-hoo. misogyny great again. <laughs> okay. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.